Hello, and welcome to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists. We are a vibrant liberal religious community that treasures diversity, practices justice, and teaches love and respect for everyone. We grow spiritually through worship, shared learning and service and relationships that go deep. As we say each Sunday, whoever you are, whomever you love, whatever your image of the holy, your presence here is a gift. All are worthy, all are welcome. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Nikki Pete, your worship associate. I'd like to welcome you this morning. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist online worship service. Our greeter today is Lucille Casoto. Our other worship leaders today are our minister, Reverend Laura Horton Ludwig, our director of religious education, Austin Peterson, and our assistant director of music, Dave Robbins. If you'd like to follow along with the order of service, I invite you to visit wuu.org to download a copy. If you're visiting today, we're glad you're here. We'll have a special breakout group at the end of the service for visitors and newcomers to gather. If you'd like to meet other new folks, as well as some of us who have been around for a while, please let us know by typing a quick note into the chat. And if you'd like to sign up for our email list, please fill out our online visitor form at wuu.org. Right after this service, we'll have a congregational conversation about homelessness in Williamsburg this winter and how you can help. If you're able to stay, just keep your Zoom or streaming connection open and we'll begin just a couple of minutes after the service ends. Tomorrow afternoon, Reverend Laura will lead a Lectio Divina workshop, a chance to try out the spiritual practice of meditating on a poem or piece of scripture. That's at 5.30 p.m. on Zoom, and all are welcome. And please mark your calendars for a night of classical music with our own Dave Robbins on Saturday, January 30th at 6 p.m to kick off our week-long Sounds of the Season fundraising event. This fundraiser is being held in lieu of our traditional auction with a few music-related prizes up for virtual bidding during the concert and throughout the week. Now let's prepare for worship. Our opening hymn is a prayer for our country. Many of us have learned the first verse of My Country Tis of Thee as children in school. It was written in 1831 by Samuel Francis Smith, a white ministry student in Massachusetts. Many other verses have been written over the years, including a prayer for peace written shortly after the American Revolution, which we'll share today. Please sing along as you're willing and able.
Happy that you've joined us via live stream, audio, or video, or Zoom. Whether you've come seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration, you belong here. You're seen here. Even if you're joining by phone and we cannot see you physically. Now I invite you to join in saying our welcoming words. Please, as you say these words, speak them to each other and know that we are connected across the distance. The words are pasted into the Zoom chat. Let's say them in unison. Folks on Zoom, we will unmute you so that you can hear each other. Come, 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 Good morning, indeed. Well, I don't have to tell you this week has been a challenging one for our country, to say the least. Never before in our history has a U.S. president attempted to lead a coup. The sight of a violent mob invading the U.S. Capitol building is one none of us will forget anytime soon. Mercifully, cooler heads have prevailed and the violence was eventually contained. But as Dr. King famously asked, where do we go from here? When world events shock us to the core, the religious community must respond. And so we are here today to catch our breaths, to discern what love calls us to do next and to invite new strength and purpose into our hearts. This month, our congregational theme decided long ago is imagination. And at first, this theme might, be, might seem a bit out of sync with where we are right now. Maybe imagination is too playful, too ethereal to meet the needs of this moment. But in fact, imagination is one of the most powerful tools we have in times like this because it helps us see beyond where we are right now. We can imagine something better, more beautiful and more just and more life-giving. And if we can imagine it, we can create it. We will explore the power of imagination all month long. And today we invite you into an exploration of the imaginative wisdom found in our dreams. 
even though mainstream US culture does not take dreams very seriously, many cultures around the world see dreams as one of the most important tools we human beings have to gain wisdom and grow in spirit. And not only for ourselves as individuals, but for our entire community, in fact, our entire society. So today will be an invitation to tap into the creative wisdom of dreams and imagination is in all its forms to heal ourselves and to heal this country that we love. Come, let us worship together. Now please join me in saying the words to light our chalice. If you have a chalice or candle, candle handy nearby, please go ahead and light it now. As we spotlight Austin Peterson lighting a candle, lighting a chalice, again, we'll unmute you and say the words in unison. We light this candle and the chalice for the warmth of the love, the light of the light for the energy of action, and for the harmony of peace. Peace, peace in our hearts, peace in our, our community, community, and peace in our, our, our world. world. I just cannot get yeah. that picture. Good morning. Oh, imagination. What a beautiful thing it is. You know, Reverend Laura and I talked about... Um, would I tell or would I not tell this particular story that I'm about to tell? And one of the reasons that we landed on yes is we really want to make sure that we're being imagination affirming. You know, seeing violence in the Capitol, I, I know was deeply distressing for everyone. Um, and kids, we can talk about that later in our in our game day, prior to our game day when we check in. Um, it made me think, what is the opposite of violence? And where I landed with that for now is it's creation. It's creation of music, of art, of love, of community, of anything. Because to create is much harder than to destroy. And you have to have a little bit of imagination to begin to create. Whatever your favorite work of art is, there's imagination there. And certainly when I think of imagination, one of the people that comes to mind is the late, great Maurice Sendak. Oh, those illustrations. And his beloved book, Where the Wild Things Are. And so I want to give you that. I want to give you where the wild things are. So I invite you into a childlike mind, a childlike space this morning. And let's follow Max on his adventures. Where the Wild Things Are by Maurice Sendak. The night Max wore his wolf suit and made mischief of one kind and another. His mother called him wild thing. 
And Max said, I'll eat you up. So he was sent to bed without anything to eat. That very night in Max's room, a forest grew and grew and grew until his ceiling hung with vines and the walls became the world all around. And an ocean tumbled by with a private boat for Max. And he sailed off through the night and day and in and out of weeks and almost over a year to where the wild things are. And when he came to the place where the wild things are, they roared their terrible roars and gnashed their terrible teeth and rolled their terrible eyes and showed their terrible claws till Max said, be still and tamed with the magic dream of staring into all their yellow eyes without blinking once. And they were frightened and called him the most wild thing of all and made him king of all the wild things. And now, said Max, let the wild rumpus start. Now stop, said Max, and sent the wild things off to bed without their supper. And Max, the king of all the wild things, was lonely and wanted to be where someone loved him best of all. Then all around from far away across the world, he smelled good things to eat. So he gave up being king of where the wild things are. But the wild things cried, oh no, please don't go. We'll eat you up, we love you so. And Max said, no. The wild things roared their terrible roars and gnashed their terrible teeth and rolled their terrible eyes and showed their terrible claws. But Max stepped into his private boat and waved goodbye. 
and sailed back over a year and in and out of weeks and through a day and into the night of his very own room where he found supper waiting for him and it was still hot. So in your imagination, may you be able to command the wild things and may you sail in your own private boat in and out of night through years and weeks and days. Blessed be. Austin, thank you so, so much for that powerful story. I want to invite all of us now to join in a spirit of meditation, reflection, and prayer. We all have wild things, wild energies within us. Energies that want to disrupt and break free of every constraint, life energy that refuses to be caged, 
And yet, part of the journey of growing up is learning how to integrate those energies in ways that heal, not harm. When we see adults raging, throwing violent tantrums, allowing those wild energies within them to be channeled toward harm to others and to the community, it can be deeply unsettling. When those energies are yoked into the service of racism and white supremacy, it can be deadly, as sadly we saw this week. Today, may we befriend the wild energies within us and invite them to manifest in us for good. May they lead us to dance and sing and shout in ways that bring healing for all. Turning our minds to those who brought such disruption to our nation's capital, may justice be done. And may their rage and frustration be transformed, even as we work to transform those emotions in ourselves. An ancient Hindu prayer says this, lead me from ignorance to truth, from unreality to reality. Lead me from darkness to light, lead me from death to immortality. Om, peace, peace, peace. If you practice yoga, you might possibly know this chant in Sanskrit and I invite you now to chant it with me now, if you wish, or simply listen. And may this be our prayer for all beings. Asatoma satgamaya, tamasoma jyotirgamaya, mrityarma mritangamaya, om shanti shanti shanti. And as we hold all these joys and sorrows, both spoken and unspoken, named and unnamed, I invite you to add your own silent prayers and reflections.
Amen and blessed be. Our centering hymn today is a song by the white UU songwriter, Jim Scott. Let this be a house of peace and may that be so. Sunday, we make an offering from the bounty we're blessed to enjoy. We do so in a spirit of generosity, 
and in recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and share our values. If you're joining us for the first time, please feel free to give if you wish, and also know that your presence is gift enough. Today is a Share the Plate Sunday. All of your gifts today will go to the Old Town Medical and Dental Center. I am going to introduce a video from my executive director at Old Town Medical and Dental Center. It has been an honor for me to work there for the last two years. I have an inspiring group of colleagues, including Aaron, my clinical director, Kendra Robinson, and all the wonderful staff there who really do help each other as a team. Working there has been an incredible chance for me to live my values <clears throat> on a daily basis in treating people with respect, compassion, listening to them, trying to do the next right thing. It has been a difficult year there. We have been swabbing people in the parking lot for COVID, talking to patients we know well who have symptoms. Our patients have continued to, to go to work during the pandemic. They are grocery store workers, home health aides, cooks, mechanics, cashiers, landscapers. We have quite a few new patients who lost their insurance during the pandemic. We never expected to be at Old Town. I will say honestly, I have had some very sad, exhausted moments there, but my colleagues and my patients continue to inspire me to pick myself up, get back to work, rise to the occasion. It is a special place. Not all communities have something like it. It is worthy of your generosity. And now you will hear from our executive director. Good morning, Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist. My name is Aaron Thompson, and I am the executive director at Old Town Medical and Dental Center. Old Town Medical and Dental is a public-private nonprofit agency providing cost-effective, comprehensive, primary, and preventative health care, including obstetrical, as well as dental care to the uninsured and underinsured, Medicaid and Medicare populations living in the localities of the city of Williamsburg, James City County, and York County. Our mission is to assure access to quality health and wellness care to the residents and workforce of the greater Williamsburg community. At the heart of our mission is the provision of preventative care and early intervention services to a vulnerable and disadvantaged population with services to children and their families as a priority. On behalf of Old Town, I extend extreme gratitude for your generosity. This altruistic gesture will assist us in our efforts to continue to provide services to our patients. To the members of your congregation who give their time and talents to Old Town, I say thank you. Ms. Susan Walkley, Dr. Camilla Buchanan, Mrs. Jana Roche, and Mr. Ben Puckett. Your contributions are greatly appreciated. Thank you all again and be blessed.
If you'd like to give through our website, please visit wuu.org and click on Give Online to WUU. If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688. Again, that's 757-500-0688. And follow the prompts from there. Or if you prefer to give by check, please email your check to WUU 3051 Ironbound Road, Williamsburg, Virginia, 23185. Thank you so much. And our offertory music today is an excerpt from Ode to Joy from the German composer Ludwig von Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. It's become known all, of the, all over the world as a celebration of freedom and friendship among all people.
Dave, thank you so very much. I think Beethoven would have been delighted by our ability to have you playing forehand piano all by yourself. Bravo, thank you. So now we're gonna shift into our focus on the gifts of dreams with two readings. And I invite you as you listen to, um, to think about what, um, how they might connect to the events of this week. The first reading is a poem by the 20th century Spanish writer, Antonio Machado in Robert Bly's translation. Last night, as I was sleeping, I dreamt marvelous error that a spring was breaking out in my heart. I said, along which secret aqueduct, O oh water, are you coming to me? Water of a new life that I have never drunk. Last night as I was sleeping, I dreamt marvelous error that I had a beehive here inside my heart and the golden bees were making white combs and sweet honey from my old failures. Last night, as I was sleeping, I dreamt marvelous error that a fiery sun was giving light inside my heart. It was fiery because I felt warmth as from a hearth and sun because it gave light and brought tears to my eyes. Last night, as I slept, I dreamt marvelous error that it was God I had here inside my heart. The second reading is from a book by the UU Dream Expert, Jeremy Taylor. And it tells the story of how Albert Einstein's scientific career began as a dream. Albert Einstein was asked, when had he first had the initial inkling of the idea for his theory of relativity. Einstein replied that the basis of the idea had first come to him years ago when he was an adolescent back in Germany, flunking math and being counseled by his family to take up a career as a plumber so that he wouldn't be a financial burden on them. During this difficult period of his life, Einstein had a particularly riveting and memorable dream. In his dream, he was sledding with his friends at night. They would climb the hill, whisk down the slowy snow slope, then climb to the top again to, to repeat the pleasurable slide. At one point, Einstein climbed the hill and started to slide down once again, only this time, he became aware that his sled was traveling faster and faster. And those familiar with Einstein's life and work will recognize this as the basic shape of his famous thought experiment, demonstrating the fundamental principle of relativity in the particular metaphor of this dream. In his dream, as he spread, sped down the hill faster and faster, he realized that he and his sled were approaching the speed of light. He looked up at that point and saw the stars. 
They were being refracted into a spectra of colors that Einstein had never seen before. He felt filled with a sense of awe and luminosity. He understood that in some way, he was looking at the most important meaning in his life. I knew that I had to understand that dream. And he concluded, my entire scientific career has been a meditation on that dream. Thank you, Nikki. What a week. After Wednesday, we wondered if we should throw out the service we've been preparing and start over. But in the end, I decided that it was oddly good to be talking about dreams today. The images and energies that well up in our dreams from our unconscious can be wild, confusing, and strange. And so much of what was disturbing about the mob at the Capitol was the way the rioters were letting their rational minds be taken over by energies directed toward violence, havoc, and destruction. It was, of course, our president himself who directed his followers to show up with the words, will be wild. I'm sure you remember the pictures of the guy at the Capitol with the bare chest and the fur hat and horns on his head. He looked like a character right out of where the wild things are, or maybe out of a dream, didn't he? Only not a very good dream for those of us who don't go in for white supremacy and QAnon conspiracy theories. With all these swirling energies in the air directed towards such destructive purposes, we're all asking, how can we help make things better? How can we counteract the insanity and the violence and invite in healing for our country, especially for the folks of color who have been so relentlessly targeted by these forces? I believe it will help if we can tap into the power of our own unconscious energies, that wild life force that lives within each of us and harness it for good, to give us energy and passion as we continue to speak out and witness and serve. And one of the most powerful gateways to those unconscious energies is our dreams, the nighttime stories and messages that well up from deep inside us. I believe our dreams come from a place in us that is wise and is connected to deep wisdom, far bigger and wilder than our small selves. And that our dreams will help us when we really need it. So today I do wanna talk about the gifts found in our dreams, not only for our individual selves, but also for our communities that so need our energy and commitment right now. Take Einstein's dream, for example. Einstein's dream of relativity, which Nikki read for us today, is a classic example of what the psychologist Carl Jung called big dreams. Big dreams are pretty rare. You might have only one or two in your entire life. But when one shows up, you'll probably know. As with Einstein, a big dream carries a message that can impact your entire life. 
And not only your personal life, Einstein's dream had enormous significance for the entire world. Your dreams might too. Often they carry a message for you about vocation, your calling in the world, the work that only you can do and the gifts that only you can share. If you've had a dream like this, if any of what I'm saying is ringing a bell, triggering some recollection, I strongly encourage you to pay attention to that dream, even if it happened years ago. And I wanna offer a very basic tip, the first of three tips that I will offer today if you wanna do some more work for, with your dreams. If you have a dream that feels like it might be important, write it down, that's the first thing. Ideally, right away, don't wait too long or you might start to forget the details. You can actually keep a notebook next to your bed so that you can write down whatever you remember even before you get out of bed. But if that doesn't work for you, just write it down as soon as you can. Sometimes just the act of writing can trigger some ahas about what the dream might mean for you. And then one way to go uh, deeper with dream work is to review the dream in your mind and pay attention to which of the characters or the objects in your dream feels like it has the most energy for you. Where is your attention drawn? And then you can try to have an imaginary conversation with that character or object. I'll share one example from a dream I had recently, a nightmare actually. I don't like nightmares, but my perspective on them shifted when I had the chance to study with Jeremy Taylor a few years before he died in 2018. Jeremy was one of the most famous dream experts in the world. He was also a UU minister connected with the UU Church of Berkeley. Jeremy taught that in his 50 years of doing dream work, he'd learned that nightmares carry information for us that is especially important and valuable for our growth. He believed we have scary dreams precisely so that we remember them when we wake up. So the nightmare is like a big flashing neon sign saying, listen, listen, pay attention. It's an ally, not an enemy. And that has been my experience for sure. For example, I, I had this dream a couple of months ago about this bad guy who was trying to kill me. He was blonde and very aggressive and scary and persistent. I kept trying to run away and he kept following me in these really weird ways. Like he came up through the drain of a sink. He even popped up in the Tupperware I brought for lunch. That was weird. And in the moment, it was very scary. But when I woke up, I did some work with the dream. And so again, one thing you can do is to imagine yourself talking to one of the characters or objects in the dream. You can ask them questions and see what they say in your imagination. And so with this dream, again, this is while I was awake. I imagined myself asking the bad guy from my dream, who are you? And in my imagination, he answered in a scary voice, I am your nightmare. But when you're doing this kind of imaginative work, your nightmare figures can't hurt you. So I replied to him, yes, I got that, thank you. But beyond that, who are you? 
And at that point, he changed into a nice, friendly young person and said, I'm a messenger. And he handed me a note. I couldn't read what the note said right away. The words just kind of, I couldn't focus on them. But I've continued to work with this dream. A few days ago, I did another round of working with the dream that finally brought the message in the note into focus. And what it said was, let go of wanting to label people as good and bad, just encounter them as human beings. That sounded like a pretty good message. But then literally the very next day, our Capitol building was invaded by these angry people waving white supremacist flags, worked into a rage by the repeated lies of our unstable president. And that teaching that I had just received to resist labeling people as bad and, and just love them, well, it's been challenging this week. It has been challenging. And yet, with all my heart and mind, I do continue to believe that our call is to love, even as we demand the justice and the end to white supremacy that is so desperately needed. I've been reflecting on how oddly appropriate it was that that scary blonde man who kept trying to attack me in my dream looked so similar to many of the people who broke into the Capitol. That scary dream figure was the very one who turned into a messenger of love and healing. And that gives me some hope that with lots of skillful and faithful work over time, we can and will heal our society. Anger and fear will not have the last word. I'm ready to be a part of that work. And I believe that you are too. I think of the poet Antonio Machado who dreamt of the bees making sweet honey from his old failures. That gives me hope for all of us and for our country. I'd like to share one more dream with you before we close a healing dream of the kind that I hope we all receive at least once in a while when we wake up and just know that we've been given a gift. This was a dream I had back in March, just as we were going into the pandemic lockdown. I actually had this dream the night before we had our first Zoom gathering here at WUU. And in this dream, I was visiting a Buddhist monastery or temple. I went up to the second floor, which was a huge meditation hall covered with straw tatami mats. And on the mats were all these pieces of paper with drawings and writings that were scattered all over the floor. And in the dream, it started to feel familiar. And I suddenly remembered that I'd been here as a very young child. I looked around and in a far corner, I recognized a series of drawings that I had done when I was just a little girl, maybe three years old. And in the dream, these drawings had been here all that time. 
drawings of people and my family drawn by little me. It was amazing and wonderful to see. I could hardly believe they were still there after all those years. I woke up very moved and comforted by this dream. It felt like a gift of reassurance in the midst of this new COVID crisis we were having. A few weeks later, I had the chance to work through the dream with my spiritual director. And, and this is, in fact, the last suggestion I want to offer today about working with your own dreams. It really helps to talk about them with someone you trust, to explore what you think they might mean. Invite that person to share their guesses and hunches. With my dream, the message that came up for me is that we actually had what we needed to face the tremendous challenge of the pandemic. For me, rediscovering those childhood drawings in my dream was a sign that the imagination and creativity we all had as very young people was still with us and we could bring it to bear on this situation as hard and painful as it was. In light of the events of this week, I hear another message in this dream that I want to offer to all of us. It seemed to me this week that perhaps those drawings and writings from long ago strewn on the floor of the temple for anyone to see might also be an image of our country's founding documents created in the infancy of these United States. Going back to our earliest years as a nation, the founders of this country, for all their flaws and all their failures to include all of us as fully human, still created a thing of substance and beauty, our system of democracy, which we, the people, have worked hard to protect and to improve for many generations now. Those long ago documents are ours to protect and improve now, to make their promises more real for all the people of this country. And they are a foundation, something to build on. As hard and painful as this time has been for our nation, we have what we need to persevere and to heal. So with the poet Machado, I pray that our faithful efforts will bring forth sweet honey from the failures of our country. I pray that even now, a spring is breaking out in the heart of our nation, the waters of new life, which we have never yet drunk. Thank you for coming with me on this exploration of the gifts of dreams today. May our dreams fill us with fresh energy and guide us safe and true. So may it be an amen. Now let us say the words to extinguish the chalice. And we invite you to blow out your candle at the same time. We will paste the words into the Zoom chat. Again, we'll endeavor to say this all in unison. We extinguish this flame.
but, but not, not the light of truth, 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 the warmth of community, the for the fire of commitment, and the peace will carry in our hearts, we are together again. Now I invite you to hold out your hands as a reminder of how we are connected. As we go forth, may we be blessed with the faith that we have everything we need to bring healing to our own hearts and to this land we love. May we be inspired and strengthened for the service that is ours to do. May we know joy and share it. May wisdom and wildness be with us all our days. So may it be, go in peace and blessed be.